Today is the 23rd of July 2019. Welcome to Walking the Way. My name is Ray. I want to say thank you to everyone for listening in as we continue to explore what it means to have a regular rhythm of worship together. And if you're joining us for the very first time, let me explain that each episode follows a really simple pattern of prayer, scripture and music. So having explained how it all works, let's begin today's episode with our opening prayer. Let's pray, shall we? O God who is here, in this place now in our midst, empower us to worship you not with words and actions which come from outside of us, but from within us. Dwell in us more fully, that we may pray with you with all our being. Fill us with a sense of your joy that we may actually delight in your worship. Focus us upon your self-giving love, which is above every love we have ever known, the source of all. O God who is here, in this place now, in our midst, make your love real, here and now, through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We're going to have our first piece of music, just to give us some time to centre our thoughts on God. And then we're going to get into our Bible readings for today. And in today's Bible readings, we read about the last words of David. And Paul writes to Philemon. We'll see you on the other side. Let's ask God to speak to us through the words of one of the old church fathers, Oregon. Lord, inspire me to read your scriptures and to meditate upon them night and day. I beg you to give me a real understanding of what I read, that I in turn turn its precepts into practice. Yet I know that understanding and good intentions are useless unless rooted in your graceful love. So I ask that the words of scripture may also not be just signs on a page, but channels of grace into my heart. Amen. Our Bible readings this week are taken from the New Revised Standard Version, and we're beginning with 2 Samuel 21. Now there was a famine in the days of David for three years, year after year, 
And David inquired of the Lord. The Lord said, There is blood guilt on Saul and on his house, because he put the Gibeonites to death. So the king called the Gibeonites and spoke to them. Now the Gibeonites were not of the people of Israel, but the remnants of the Amorites, although the people of Israel had sworn to spare them. Saul had tried to wipe them out in his zeal for the people of Israel and Judah. David said to the Gibeonites, What shall I do for you? How shall I make expiation that you may bless the heritage of the Lord? The Gibeonites said to him, It's not a matter of silver or gold between us and Saul or his house. Neither is it for us to put anyone to death in Israel. He said, What do you say that I should do for you? They said to the king, The man who consumed us and planned to destroy us, so that we should have no place in all the territory of Israel. Let seven of his sons be handed over to us, and we will impale them before the Lord at Gibeon on the mountain of the Lord. The king said, I will hand them over. But the king spared Mephibosheth, the son of Saul's son Jonathan, because of the oath of the Lord that was between them, between David and Jonathan, son of Saul. The king took the two sons of Rizpah, son of Aiah, whom she bore to Saul, Armani and Mephibosheth, and the five sons of Merib, daughter of Saul, whom she bore to Adriel, son of Basilai, the Maholothite. He gave them into the hands of the Gibeonites, and they impaled them on the mountains before the Lord. The seven of them perished together. They were put to death in the first days of the harvest, at the beginning of the barley harvest. Then Rizpah, the daughter of Aya, took sackcloth and spread it on a rock for herself from the beginning of harvest until rain fell on them from the heavens. She did not allow the birds of the air to come to on the bodies by day or the wild animals by night. When David was told what Rizpah, daughter of Aya, the concubine of Saul, had done, David went and took the bones of Saul and the bones of his Jonathan from the people of Gabesh-Gilead who had stolen them from the public square in Bethshan, where the Philistines had hung them up, on the day the Philistines killed Saul on Gilbar. He brought up from there the bones of Saul and the bones of his son Jonathan, and they gathered the bones of those who had been impaled. They buried the bones of Saul and of his son Jonathan in the land of Benjamin and Zillah, in the tomb of his father Kish. They did all that the king commanded. After that, God heeded supplications for the land. The Philistines went to war against Israel, and David went down together with his servants. They fought against the Philistines, and David grew weary. Ishbibanab, one of the descendants of the giants, whose spear weighed three hundred shekels of bronze, and who was fitted out with new weapons, said he would kill David. But Abishai, son of Zeruiah, came to his aid, attacked the Philistine, and killed him. Then David's men swore to him, You shall not go out with us to battle any more, so that you do not quench the lamp of Israel. After this battle had taken place with the Philistines at Gob, then Sebekai, the Hushathite, killed Saph, who was one of the descendants of the giants. Then there was another battle with the Philistines at Gob. And Elhanan, son of Jareg Oregim, the Bethlehemite, killed Goliath the Gittite, the shaft of whose spear was like a weaver's beam. There was again a ward Gath, where there was a man of great size, who had six fingers on each hand and six toes on each foot, twenty-four in number. He too was descended from the giants. When he taunted Israel, Jonathan, son of David's brother Shimei, killed him. These four were descended from the giants and Gath. They fell by the hands of David and his servants. David spoke to the Lord the words of this song on the day when the Lord delivered him from the hands of all his enemies, and from the hands of Saul, he said, 
The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold and my refuge. My Saviour, you save me from violence. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, and I am saved from my enemies. For the waves of death encompassed me. The torrents of perdition assailed me. The cords of Sheol entangled me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress I called upon the Lord. To my God I called. From his temple he heard my voice, and my cry came to his ears. Then the Lord reeled and rocked. The foundations of the heavens trembled and quaked because he was angry. Smoke came up from his nostrils and devouring fire from his mouth, glowing coals flamed forth from him. He bowed the heavens and came down. Thick darkness was under his feet. He rode on a cherub and flew. He was seen upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness around him a canopy, thick clouds, a gathering of water. Out of the brightness before him coals of fire flamed forth. The Lord thundered from heaven, the Most High uttered His voice. He sent out arrows and scattered them, lightning and routed them. Then the channels of the sea were seen. The foundations of the world were laid bare at the rebuke of the Lord, at the blast of the breath of His nostrils. He reached from on high, He took me, He drew me out of mighty waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy, from those who hated me, for they were too mighty for me. They came upon me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my stay. He brought me out to a broad place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness. According to the cleanliness of my hands, he recompensed me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord, and have not wickedly departed from my God. All of his ordinances were before me, and from his statutes I do not turn aside. I was blameless before him, and I kept myself from guilt. Therefore the Lord has recompensed me according to my righteousness, according to my cleanness in his sight. With the loyal you show yourself loyal. With the blameless you show yourself blameless. With the pure you show yourself pure. And with the crooked you show yourself perverse. You deliver a humble people, but your eyes are upon the haughty to bring them down. Indeed you are my lamp, O Lord. The Lord lightens my darkness. By you I can crush a troop, and by my God I can leap over a wall. This God, his way is perfect. The promise of the Lord proves true. He is a shield to all who take refuge in him. For who is God but the Lord? Who is a rock except our God? The God who has girded me with strength has opened wide my path. He made my feet like the feet of a deer and set me secure in the heights. He trains my hands for war so my arms can bend a a bow of bronze. You have given me the shield of your salvation, and your help has made me great. You have made me stride freely, and my feet do not slip. I pursued my enemies and destroyed them, and did not turn back until they were consumed. I consumed them, I struck them down so they did not rise, they fell under my feet. For you girded me with strength for the battle. You made my assailants sink underneath me. You made my enemies turn their backs to me, those who hated me, and I destroyed them. They looked, but there was no one to save them. They cried to the Lord, and he did not answer them. I beat them fine like the dust of the earth. I crushed them and stamped them down like the mire of the streets. You delivered me from strife with the peoples. 
You kept me as the head of the nations. People whom I had not known served me. Foreigners came cringing to me. As soon as they heard of me, they obeyed me. Foreigners lost heart and came trembling out of their strongholds. The Lord lives. Blessed be my rock and exalted be my God, the rock of my salvation. The God who gave me vengeance and brought down peoples under me, who brought me out from my enemies. You exalted me above my adversaries. You delivered me from the violent. For this I will extol you, O Lord, among the nations, and sing praises to your name. He is the tower of salvation for the king, and shows steadfast love to his anointed, to David and his descendants forever. Now these are the last words of David. The oracle of David, son of Jesse, the oracle of the man whom God exalted, the anointed of the God of Jacob, the favorite of the strong one of Israel. The Spirit of the Lord speaks through me. His word is upon my tongue. The God of Israel has spoken. The rock of Israel has said to me, One who rules over people justly, ruling in the fear of God, is like the light of the morning, like the sun rising on a cloudless morning, gleaming from the rain on a grassy land. Is not my house like this with God? For he has made with me an everlasting covenant, ordered in all things and secure. Will he not cause to prosper all my help and my desire? But the godless are like thorns that are thrown away, for they cannot be picked up with the hand. To touch them one uses an iron bar or the shaft of a spear, and they are entirely consumed in fire on the spot. These are the names of the warriors whom David had. Josheb, Bashabeth, a Tachemonite. He was the chief of the three. He wielded his spear against eight hundred whom he killed at one time. Next to him, among the three warriors, was Eleazar, son of Dodai, son of Ohohai. He was with David when they defied the Philistines, who were gathered there for battle. The Israelites withdrew, but he stood his ground. He struck down the Philistines until his arm grew heavy, though his hand clung to the sword. The Lord brought about a great victory that day. Then the people came back to him, but only to strip the dead. Next to him was Shammah, son of Agi, the Hararite. The Philistines gathered together at Lehi, where there was a plot of ground full of lentils, and the army fled from the Philistines. But he took a stand in the middle of the plot, defended it, and killed the Philistines, and the Lord brought about a great victory. Towards the beginning of the harvest, three of the thirty chiefs went down to join David at the cave of Adullam, while a band of Philistines were encamped in the valley of Rephaim. David was then in the stronghold, and the garrison of the Philistines was then at Bethlehem. David said longingly, Oh, that someone would give me water to drink from the well of Bethlehem that is by the gate. Then the three warriors broke through the camp of the Philistines, drew water from the well of Bethlehem that was there by the gate, and brought it to David, but he would not drink of it. He poured it out to the Lord, for he said, The Lord forbid that I should do this. Can I drink the blood of the men who went at risk of their lives? Therefore he would not drink it. The three warriors did these things. Now Abishai, son of Zariah, the brother of Joab, was chief of the thirty. With his spear he fought against three hundred men and killed them, and won a name beside the three. He was the most renowned of the thirty and became their commander, but he did not attain to the three. Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, was a valiant warrior from Kabzeel, a doer of great deeds. He struck down two sons of Ariel of Moab. He also went down and killed a lion in a pit on a day when snow had fallen.
and he killed an Egyptian, a handsome man. The Egyptian had a spear in his hand, but Benaiah went against him with a staff, snatched the spear out of the Egyptian's hand and killed him with his own spear. Such were the things Benaiah son of Jehoiada did, and won a name beside the three warriors. He was renowned among the thirty, but he did not attain to the three. And David put him in charge of his bodyguard. Among the thirty was Asahel, brother of Joab, Alanan, son of Dodo of Bethlehem, Shammah of Harod, Elika of Harod, Pelez the Peltite, Ira, son of Akesh of Tekoa, Abiezer of Anathoth, Mubani the Hashathite, Zalman the Aohite, Maharai of Netapha, Heleb, son of Benar of Netapha, Ittai, son of Reba of Geba of Benjaminites, Benaiah of Pirithon, Hidai of the torrents of Gaash, Abi Elbon the Arbathite, Asmaveth of Burim, Eliaba of Shalbon, the sons of Jashin, Jonathan, son of Shema the Hararite, I am the son of Sherat the Hararite, Elephalet, son of Ahizba of Maka, Eliam, son of Ahithophel the Gilanite, Hezro of Carmel, Parai the Arbite, Egal, son of Nathan of Zobah, Bani the Gadite, Zelek the Ammonite, Nahariah Beeroth, the armor-bearer of Job, son of Zariah, Ira the Ithrite, Garib the Ithrite, Uriah the Hittite, thirty-seven in all. 2 Chronicles 1 Solomon, son of David, established himself at his kingdom. The Lord his God was with him and made him exceedingly great. Solomon summoned all Israel, the commanders of the thousands of the hundreds, the judges and all the leaders of Israel, the heads of the families. Then Solomon and the whole assembly with him went to the high place that was at Gibeon. For the Lord's tent of meetings, which Moses' servant had made in the wilderness, was there. For David had brought the ark of God up from Kiriath-Jerim to the place that David had prepared for it, for he had pitched a tent for it in Jerusalem. Moreover, the bronze altar that Bezalel son of Uri, son of Hur, had made was there in front of the tabernacle of the Lord. And Solomon and the assembly inquired at it. Solomon went up there to the bronze altar before the Lord, which was at the tent of meetings, and offered a thousand burnt offerings on it. That night God appeared to Solomon and said to him, Ask what I should give you. Solomon said to God, You have shown great and steadfast love to my father David, and have made me succeed him as king. O Lord God, let your promise to my father David now be fulfilled, for you have made me king over a people as numerous as the dust on the earth. Give me now wisdom and knowledge to go out and come in before this people, for who can rule this great people of yours? God answered Solomon, Because this was in your heart, and you have not asked for possessions, wealth, honor, or the life of those who hate you, and have not even asked life, but have asked for wisdom and knowledge for yourself, that you may rule over my people, over whom I have made you king. Wisdom and knowledge will be granted to you. I will also give you riches, possessions, and honor, such as none of the kings had who were before you, and none after you shall have the like. So Solomon came from the high place at Gibeon, from the tent of meeting to Jerusalem, and he reigned over Israel. Solomon gathered together chariots and horses. He had fourteen hundred chariots and twelve thousand horses, which he stationed in the chariot cities, 
and with the king in Jerusalem. The king made silver and gold as common in Jerusalem as stone, and he made cedar as plentiful as the sycamore of the Shephelah. Solomon's horses were imported from Egypt and Kew. The king's traders received them from Kew at the prevailing price. They imported from Egypt and they exported a chariot for 600 shekels of silver and a horse for 150. So through them, these were exported to all the kings of the Hittites and the kings of Aram. Philemon Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus and Timothy our brother, to Philemon our dear friend and co-worker, to Aphia our sister, to Archippus our fellow soldier and to the church in your house, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. When I remember you in my prayers, I always thank my God because I hear of your love for all the saints and your faith towards the Lord Jesus. I pray that the sharing of your faith may become effective when you perceive all the good that we may do for Christ. I have indeed received much joy and encouragement from your love because the hearts of the saints have been refreshed through you, my brother. For this reason, though, I am bold enough in Christ to command you to do your duty. Yet I would rather appeal to you on the basis of love, and I, Paul, do this as an old man, and now also as a prisoner of Christ Jesus. I am appealing to you for my child, Onesimus, whose father I have become during my imprisonment. Formerly he was useless to you, but now he is indeed useful both to you and to me. I am sending him, that is, my own heart, back to you. I wanted to keep him with me so that he may be of service to me in your place during my imprisonment for the gospel. But I prefer to do nothing without your consent in order that your good deed might be voluntary and not something forced. Perhaps this is the reason that he was separated from you for a while, so that you might have him back forever, no longer as a slave, but more than a slave, a beloved brother, especially to me. But how much more to you, both in the flesh and in the Lord? So if you consider me your partner, welcome him as you would welcome me. If he has wronged you in any way or owes you anything, charge that to my account. I, Paul, am writing this with my own hand. I will repay it. I say nothing about your owing me even your own self. Yes, brother, let me have this benefit from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart, Christ. Confident in your obedience, I am writing to you knowing that you will do even more than I say. One more thing. Prepare a guest room for me, for I am hoping through your prayers to be restored to you. Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus, sends greetings to you, and so do Mark, Aristarchus, Demas, and Luke, my fellow workers. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Psalm 129 A Song of Ascents Often have they attacked me from my youth. Let Israel now say, Often they have attacked me from my youth, yet they have not prevailed against me. The plowers ploughed on my back, they made their furrows long. The Lord is righteous, he has cut the cords of the wicked. May all who hate Zion be put to shame and turn backwards. Let them be like grass on the housetops that withers before it grows up, with which reapers do not fill their hands, or binders of sheaves their arms while those who pass by do not say, The blessing of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. 
we're going to have our second piece of music just to give us some time to think about the bits of scripture that have caught our attention. And after music, we're going to say our prayers for the day and the time of the year. reminder that if you'd like us to pray with you then drop us a line through the usual channels check the show notes for all the contact details facebook instagram twitter and email there are links there if you click those links it'll take you to wherever you need to go i've been asked today if we can pray for marlene claire and Catherine. um there are three women in my local church who have recently lost their great-grandmother um it's quite the matriarchy and it's a real shock to them. So if we can remember Marlene, Claire and Catherine in our prayers today. Let's pray, shall we? Gracious God, you have blessed us in so many different ways. Thank you for all those touches of your grace. But Father, we need your help to more clearly see how you have gifted us to serve you and to more passionately make that service a key priority in our lives each day. Father, 
Thank you for always hearing our prayers. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And our prayer for the time of the year. Out of our ordinary everyday lives, you have gathered us here, Holy God, in this time of worship, in this time of prayer. We join with angels and archangels and all the company of the saints to bless you, to listen for your word, to immerse ourselves in your grace, in your love. Open our eyes, open our hearts, our minds, to your presence with us. Take the chaos of the world that has found its way into our hearts. Speak your word and give order and form a new creation. Take the failures and defeats, the guilt and the shame that bind our spirits. Speak your word and set us free. Take our longings for your goodness to shape our lives, this community, the hurting world. Speak your word and infuse us with your courage and your hope and your love. Then awaken us to your Holy Spirit who is making all things new, even us. We ask this in Jesus' name, who sends us out to speak love and mercy and grace to those who are waiting, longing, hoping for a sign that they are not alone, that you are a God of love, that you are a Saviour who knows them by name, that the Holy Spirit is leading them home. And we say together the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us and remain with us now and forevermore. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.